Broadcasting from down on the bayou, it's the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, powered by Lake Area Media, LLC. And now your hosts, David Boston and Patrick Fry. And welcome to episode 103 of the AMP Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm David Boston. He is Patrick Fry. Make sure you check out the sponsor of this live stream it is cbd for you.net 50 to 80 percent off all the time they got specials they got clearance you got to go check them out cbd for you.net if you're living in pain having trouble sleeping man cbd is for you and i was telling you about this the other day patrick about the delta eight mm-hmm. and you were correct it is a form of thc yep. it is legal at the moment at cbdforyou.net, you can get that right now, 70% off all Delta 8 uh, products. That THC, that is, uh, well, as, as some would say, the good stuff. Yeah, of it, course, the CBD does help you as well. It just doesn't give you the uh, the high effect as right. the, like the THC does. And the great thing about the Delta 8 products is they do have a high count of CBD in them, so you get the medicinal effects of the anti-inflammatory and the pain relief, as well as, and I haven't taken any yet, but apparently the Delta 8 gives you a even slight buzz okay well i guess a slight buzz is better than no buzz right so check it out cbd for you.net or just like you're seeing on the graphic on our live stream tinyurl.com forward slash cbd for you all right on today's episode number 103 of the amp wrestling podcast if i can pull up here my rundown as a Got so many different windows open here. So on today's episode, well, I've got to do this little, I don't know what it is. It's one of those things that's on Microsoft Word. If anybody uses Word, ah, like Teams yes. and things like that, every time you have to log in, it's one of those things. you got to go through all these steps or whatever the case may be. But here we go. I got Damn it up you, now. Bill Gates. But I got it up now. So on today's episode, number 103 for Thursday, June 24th, 2021, we're going to talk about Diamond Mine. We talked about Diamond Mine, the promos they've been running for about a month now on NXT. Well, they made their debut. We're going to talk about that coming up here in just a little bit. Also, a lot of news lately about Kurt Angle. Well, he actually came out in an interview and was talking about how his body's really been hurting. So we're going to talk about... Um, the, his body maintenance and what's been going on with Kurt Angle. Also, Alistair Black or Tommy End, however you want to identify him. Well, he's expected to sign with a major wrestling company that's, well, not WWE. We'll talk about that as well. Also, of course, this past weekend was the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, and we're going to talk about not necessarily the pay-per-view. We might talk a little bit about it, but the downfall of the Hell in a Cell match. Obviously, when Hell in a Cell was first introduced, it was it was almost like it was the end-all, be-all gimmick match in WWE. I mean, it was, you know, I don't even know how to say it. It was basically when you wanted to ultimately end a rivalry, you went into Hell in a Cell. So we're going to talk about how the the lust or the... I don't even, I can't think of the term to use, but I'll, I'll say the lust for the Hell in a Cell match, for a lack of better term, how it's fallen over the years. Also, we're going to talk about Becky Lynch's return, uh, which obviously is imminent. We still don't know when, but she was spotted at the Performance Center, but not only about her return, but how is that going to affect the women's division in WWE? There's 
and I, I tried to get onto Reddit. Apparently, Reddit is down uh, of all times to go down. Now is the worst. <laughs> but uh, I had some. There were some articles on there that I was trying to look up, and there was apparently some you know women wrestlers in WWE who were saying how when Becky Lynch comes back, the booking may improve for the women's division, as lately it seems like it's been you know, lackluster. So, uh, Also, we're going to talk about Brock Anderson's AEW debut last Friday on Dynamite. And then the rumor mill, of course, as always, we're going to talk about WWE's plan for Big E. Also, two huge names added to the WWE draft list. Also, Keith Lee and WWE in a legal battle. And I also added one that you mm. did not see, but... Uh, reports are coming out that WWE could be returning to a uh, particular arena that they're most famous for visiting in September. And that might be a little bit of a, I guess, after effect of uh, AEW going to uh, New York City. We'll just give you that hint. I'm sure most of you have probably seen it or heard about it by now. But we're going to talk about all of that coming up here on the Amp Wrestling Podcast for episode number 1034, Thursday, June 24th, 2021. Follow us and subscribe to you boys on your favorite uh, social media platform, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Just search AMP. What, what are we now? AMP, AMP Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, AMP Wrestling Podcast. I know. It's, it's, it, we're, this is Golly. A, this is, I know this branding is is brand new for us, so we're still yeah. getting used to it. I mean, after, well, we did, what, like 30, 25, 30 episodes of Mark Out. We were Mark Out Mania, just yes. to give you a little bit of history of our podcast. And then we saw someone else had that name, which I, I still believe those people created that after we created ours. But we but went the ahead. problem was people were looking for us and finding them. Yeah, for some reason they had they had better SEO, I guess. I, I don't know. I think they jerks. Are, uh, what I'm guessing is these people already had accounts created, and they just changed the names to Mark Out Mania, and they stole our logos too. Yeah, they did steal our logos, I believe, because I'm pretty sure when we initially did this, I went search out there to see if there was a Mark Out Mania, and I couldn't find it, but. That's neither here nor there. And then, of course, for, I don't know, seven, the other 70-something episodes, we were the average marks. So that was like the main um, era of our podcast was the average marks pro wrestling podcast. And now it, it's changed a little bit. We're the AMP wrestling podcast, which AMP always stood for average marks podcast. But now we're just mm-hmm. AMP wrestling podcast where you can still call us the average marks because that's what we are we're just average marks we're just average guys <laughs> who enjoy wrestling enjoy talking about wrestling we're not experts we're not insiders we just enjoy having conversations conversations with each other and you the fans uh are, are folks who enjoy listening to us so uh if you want to join the conversation hop in the chat if you're on twitch uh hopefully i'll see your chat because i'm still working out the Streamlabs thing and, and whatnot to get our Twitch chat to pop up on our live stream. Our YouTube chat pops up, but um, unfortunately, Twitch, I don't know what's going on with that. So we'll figure that out. But Yeah, if you know how to do it, email us or hit us up on uh, one of our social media pages. I may Google it to later to figure it out. I should have Googled it this week, but <clears throat> did not get to it. So first thing uh, to talk about, Diamond Mind made their debut on NXT. Uh, we knew it was coming. I actually tuned into NXT and... Um, well, of course, I watched most of NXT except for the portion where Diamond Mine came out at the end of the show. And Diamond Mine is a faction that includes the likes of Malcolm Bivens, Hideki Suzuki, Tyler Rust, and 
the leader of Diamond Mine, Roderick Strong, former member of Undisputed Era, and of course, they imploded. And Roderick Strong, he went away for a little while, probably went maybe try to make some babies with Marina Shafir, but can't blame him there. And he decided to come back, and well, I guess the one way to get over one faction is to create a new faction, and they've done that. There was a lot of speculation over... You know what is Diamond Mind? Who is Diamond Mind? A lot of people, I think, thought maybe Tessa Blanchard, which I I thought maybe that was possible. But at the same time, if Tessa Blanchard was Diamond Mind or part of Diamond Mind, that story, there's no way they could have kept that story under wraps for a, a long period of time. At least I think it would have came out maybe a day or two in advance of them making their debut on Tuesday night. But it was not Tessa Blanchard, Roderick Strong, Tyler Rust, Hideki Suzuki, and Malcolm Bivens. Obviously, we're very familiar with Roderick Strong. He's easily the most decorated of the the four guys. But the other three, I've personally never heard of. I think I've heard the name Malcolm Bivens before. But Tyler Rust and Hideki Suzuki, not really familiar with. I think you pulled up some information there you got right there on these guys. Yeah. And I, I looked it up as well. Tyler Rust, is, a, I think, is a guy, and I'm, hopefully I'm not getting them confused with one another, but Tyler Rust is a guy. Uh, he started making his he made his pro wrestling debut in 2004. He's actually had a couple of WWE appearances in the past, and he's kind of come full circle. He's, oh, watch it. There he, Almost knocked the microphone into yourself there. <laughs> but he's kind of made the rounds on the independent circuit, and he's basically come back around full circle, back to NXT, and now he's part of this faction. Hideki Suzuki and Malcolm Bivens, uh, they've really just been on the independent scene for the most part, I think. is it? I think Malcolm Bivens has only been in wrestling since 2014. Hideki Suzuki's been around since about 2008, so Malcolm Bivens is, I guess you could say, the least experienced of the four. But Malcolm Bivens, I believe he has managed some superstars in NXT a time or two, maybe over the past year or so. So he's been around in NXT for a little bit. But uh, Tyler Rust and Hideki Suzuki, uh, I think these are two guys that are the the least familiar with uh, the the NXT brand. Like I said, I don't I don't know too much about these guys other than Roderick Strong. But um, I've, you know, I looked online, and of course, when I missed the, their debut, we ended up going to the gym. And when I got home, I knew. Let me look online to see what turned out to be Diamond Mine, and it turned out to be the, the, these four guys. And a lot of wrestling fans were pretty hype about it. I mean, I, I like Roderick Strong. I think he's great. I think a lot of people are very high on Roderick Strong, and. The fact that he obviously ran with Undisputed Air for a little while, uh, he kind of got the feel of what it's like to be in a faction. And they were, I mean, they were a big time faction. They might arguably, I would say, they're the greatest faction in the history of NXT for sure. And they'll certainly be up there in WWE history if you're talking about factions of guys, uh, three people or more. Um, they're definitely up there. So. He's got the experience of being in that faction. Now he, you know, he got to run with Adam Cole, Bay Bay, uh, <laughs> with Undisputed Era, and now he's he got he's got he is the Adam Cole Bay Bay of Diamond Mine. So I'll be curious to see you know, what they do with this uh, this faction. Uh, could it be the next Undisputed Era in NXT? What do you think? I don't think so because Undisputed Era, you know, you already had. 
Roderick, who was a big indie star. You had um, Adam Cole, Bebe, who had already been a big star in ROH and in New Japan. Uh, So they had a lot of momentum coming in. These guys are going to have to make their own way. But they do have a good jump start because when Strong came in and beat the hell out of O'Reilly... Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, and it, you know, of course, O'Reilly's had his you know his beef with Adam Cole Bay Bay ever since the the implosion of the undisputed era. Now Roderick Strong could be getting tangled in there with Kyle O'Reilly, and man, I, I'm still a little sour about them breaking up the undisputed era. I think that's one of the best things, especially if they were called up to the main roster. That could have been one of the best things that WWE had going, but. As of late, you know, WWE, they just seem to drop the ball with things. And I don't think this was necessarily a Vince dropping the ball with this thing. This might have been a Triple H. And I don't even want to say he dropped the ball. Maybe he's got an idea for these guys and whatnot. Because ultimately, you know, I guess these guys are all strong enough to, to run on their own. I think Adam Cole, baby, is certainly strong enough to run on his own. I think Roderick Strong is is really good enough to run on his own as well. Kyle O'Reilly is, is good enough to run on his own. Bobby Fish, uh, I'm not sure what the hell he's doing, <laughs> but uh, I feel like Bobby, I feel like all four of those guys were certainly uh, big enough to, to run on their own. So I'll be curious to see. Maybe we get a, I have a feeling we're going to get a fatal four-way match at some point with those four guys, maybe for an NXT championship or even just a regular four-way, not even for a title. I think that would draw a lot of interest to see uh, that go down. That would be an awesome story to tell. You know, four guys who had the greatest faction in the history of NXT, and now they're, you know, being a fatal four-way, I I suspect we'll see that down the line. Although I'm curious to see where Bobby Fish could be in in all this as, I mean, I haven't paid extreme amount of attention to NXT lately, but I haven't really seen much of him lately. So I don't know where he's uh, hiding out at, but I guess, or maybe he's injured. He, he was always the... Yeah, uh, kind of the frail one. Yeah, he was always very injury prone. But Diamond Mine has arrived in NXT, and uh, hopefully that'll get their, their ratings up a little bit more too. They've um, Their ratings came out. They had about 600,000 people, which that's another thing I haven't been paying attention to is their their ratings. I don't know if that's going up or, or down. So I really need to start paying more attention to NXT because I did watch it on Tuesday night to uh, anticipating diamond mine coming out and they, uh, I mean, it's still a great program. I think it's, it's still better than, than raw. It's up there with SmackDown. I think SmackDown's doing okay, but, uh, certainly NXT, they got some up and coming talent in NXT and, uh, Definitely looking forward to seeing what they do with Diamond Mine. I wonder if the whole implosion of Undisputed Era has anything to do with Vince wanting to call up Adam Cole finally. And he didn't think the rest of the guys were ready for main roster. And with Strong getting a new uh, team here, I guess that means he's going to be staying in NXT for a while. It's possible. Um I did see something about maybe Adam Cole getting called up to SmackDown because right now SmackDown is so thin on talent. I was actually talking with a friend of mine about Roman Reigns and you know trying to figure out you know who's going to take that belt off of Reigns. Um, you know the the rumors are that Cena is going to fight him at, at SummerSlam. And I certainly don't think Cena is going to take the belt off of him. I think they're trying to they're going to have Reigns hold on to this belt as long as possible because he is the best thing that they that WWE has going right now. And 
I just don't see anybody, especially on the SmackDown roster that's there full-time, they're not taking that belt off of Reigns. I don't think Cena's taking it off. I'm not even so sure Cena's ever going to win another world championship. I know he's tied with Flair at 16, with 16 world title reigns, but maybe somewhere down the line, maybe he'll get a WrestleMania match for a world championship. And it, it, Don't give him the Universal Championship. I'm not trying to crap on the Universal Championship, but I don't know. It's I don't a, say give him a championship at all. You're going to make John Cena have a more illustrious wrestling career than Rick freaking Flair? Come on. I mean, hey, look. I know Ric Flair is one of the goats, if not the goat. <laughs> I mean, come on. But hey, John Cena's uh, uh, props to John Cena. He, you know, he came in after the Attitude Era and made a huge name for himself. So, uh, not and unfortunately, I can't say that about you know a lot of other wrestlers since John Cena that have come in and really made a household name for themselves, like John Cena did. Roman Reigns, kind of on that way, I think. But other than that, Brock. And there's Lesnar. Brock, and there's Brock, but Brock, um, you know, Brock did just didn't have the run that Cena did because when Cena really hit his stride, I mean, Brock went to the UFC, and then Brock, granted, Brock came back and arguably, in my opinion, had a better second run with the company than he did the first run, but uh, John Cena ain't taking that belt off of Roman Reigns. But back to the original discussion, you know, about obviously the Undisputed Era breaking up and maybe Adam Cole going over to SmackDown. I think that would be a great place for him. I think that would be a great feud. Uh, I think Adam Cole is the whole package. Unfortunately, you you stand him next to Roman Reigns, the size difference is is significant. So... um, Uh, Pat called him a wee little man. I'm not, you know, and I think Pat McAfee would agree with me there. Yeah. But it's it's true. I mean, Adam Cole's a tremendous wrestler. He's got tremendous promo skills. I mean, anytime the dude is on your television, he's just about must watch, and he's he's phenomenal in the ring. But strictly looking, if you look at Roman Reigns, especially now, Roman Reigns. I mean, he's ever after the pandemic, Roman Reigns just got really jacked. Adam Cole. Not very jacked, so just strictly physic physically looking at them both back to back, it's 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 a mismatch as far as I'm concerned. But uh, maybe we'll get that match down the line. Who knows? Yeah. One more thing I wanted to add before we go on. Okay. This Suzuki Cat in Diamond Mine. He yeah. wrestled for zero one. So I wonder if he wrestled Tyson Maddox, who was Jackson uh, Jackson Castle back in the day when we interviewed him. Yeah. I wonder if he wrestled him when he was uh, when Jackson was over there wrestling for zero one, and he recently showed up in Game Changer Wrestling, so he's mm-hmm. got a little hardcore, okay, uh, I guess wrestling experience as well. Okay, well there you go, um, maybe so. But uh, let's dive into the next topic here, Kurt Angle. I've been seeing a lot of things about Kurt Angle over the past week, and apparently, well, he's in a lot of pain these mm-hmm. days. Uh, looking at this article here, let's see if I can pull it up. Uh, Kurt Angle was asked uh, his thoughts at the TNA. No, that's not it. Okay. Kurt Angle was asked how, <laughs> how he's feeling nowadays. And this is what Kurt Angle had to say. This is a quote. I'm in extreme pain all day long. I do maintenance on my body all day. I do my neck traction. I have a thing called the iron neck where it trains your neck. I have anti-gravity machine rollers. I stretch. I do a lot of weight training. I work on my body a good two to three hours a day. I have to. I'm so banged up now, I sacrificed a lot of my body in professional wrestling and amateur wrestling. I have to blame both sports, not just one. I'm paying for it now, but I'm managing it. I had a painkiller problem, obviously, it's well documented there, and I kicked that eight years ago, 
and not having painkillers anymore is really difficult, but I am never going back to those, nor do I want to. I'm going to keep doing my body maintenance training and doing what I'm doing right now. So it's sad to hear that Kurt's in, in so much pain, and obviously he's had you know the neck. I mean, he won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck, and that was 25 years ago. So he's obviously probably been dealing with you know some pain in his body for a very long time, and he's wrestled all these matches and WWE and, and Impact or TNA back when he was there, and then again in WWE, and now... He's you know he's just kind of sitting at home, not really doing anything, and you know he's got to just sit there with all this pain, and obviously you know he he doesn't want to go back to the painkillers because we all saw what that kind of did to him, that almost ruined maybe his career, or his life. So it's 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 a tough situation for Kurt because you don't want to go, you know, you don't want to fall back down that rabbit hole. Uh, and get back addicted possibly to painkillers, but you're sitting there in all this pain. Like, what do you do? You know, well, I got the perfect thing. You, you move to Colorado and you start <laughs> rolling fat blunts. There you go, Kurt. Why not? I I can't disagree with or you. Or you there. go to any green state and start rolling some fat blunts. Or you can go to cbdforyou.net and <laughs> get and, that Delta 8 70% off. And then uh, put in the, the code uh, is it Amp Wrestling? Uh, let's see. Hold on. Let me pull it back up here. It's, uh, oh yeah, well, tinyurl.com CBD for you. I guess there's no special code for us. or No, because you're always saving 50 to 80% off. Well, there you go. cbdforyou.net. So go, Kurt, go check that out. That may help you out, but like David said, go, go to Colorado, roll some blunts, or go to California, roll nah, some blunts. you don't want to go to California. Why not? Because they're just a mess. Well, okay, go to Colorado. You can sports gamble in Colorado, too. Uh, so. Yes, you can. So Colorado is like you can get high and gamble on sports. I mean, that sounds like paradise to me. But Always droughts over there in California. You don't want to deal with that. And wildfires, There's earthquakes, too. wildfires. Go to Colorado. It's beautiful. But, yeah, Kurt... Been in some pain lately. Hopefully, he you know finds a way to really figure it out. But it seems like he's obviously he's he's, he's staying in shape because he kind of has to yeah. because of of his body. So uh, hopefully the you know Kurt gets the you know the the treatment I guess uh, that he can get without you know resorting to the pain medicine. I wonder what he would charge for an indie show. Imagine him coming down the Lake Charles and be the general manager for FTW. Well, I will tell you this. It's going to cost a pretty penny because... Um, uh-huh. He's trying to pull a Braun Strowman on us? Well, okay. First of all, okay, uh, don't compare Kurt Angle to <laughs> Braun Strowman because Kurt Angle is, number one, an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. Uh, he's a well, w- if they both want 50 Gs, then what's separating them? Well, that that's... A, look, that's on them for putting the the price tag on themselves and I don't know what price tag I mean I know Braun was charging or won a lot of won a lot of money and I can yeah. I can understand it because he was he, he was he's kind of a hot name right now Kurt Angle was a hot name you know 10 15 years ago in, in pro wrestling but at the same time he's he's an Olympic gold medalist multiple time world champion in multiple different companies and he's also also a Hall of Famer. So, and not to mention that, but 
Kurt Angle is twice as entertaining as Braun Strowman uh, probably ever was, uh, at least in the wrestling ring. So yeah. Kurt Angle's the full package. I mean, no one's adapted to pro wrestling as quickly and as, as good as, as Kurt Angle did. So Kurt Angle's worth the... Maybe not nowadays if you... you know I wouldn't book him to wrestle, but certainly to make an appearance and just do a little something-something, hey, Boy, I tell not? you what, you got Don Callis who got fired... Right, and the word is he's going to be Kenny's manager now. Then you got Scott Demore, who just recently announced that he has cancer, so he's going to be taking a step back from Impact. Mm-hmm. Kurt Angle, with his history there, would make a great authority figure over at Impact. Yeah, he would. Especially, yeah, like you said, with with his history there yeah. and everything. Yeah, certainly. So. I guess we'll see, and that's a good way for Impact to get some ratings, I believe. Uh, get Kurt Angle in there. Yeah. But um, hopefully he, you know, and I think him doing something like that will definitely, I'm not saying to keep his mind off the, the pain and everything, but maybe help him cope with it a little bit. Get him, get him you know, in a, in a wrestling environment and uh, get him on TV. And he's, he's, he's great on TV. Mm-hmm. So certainly you can have Kurt Angle do anything in a non-wrestling role. Is Tennessee a green state? Do you know? Mm, not when they, sure. When they move back up to uh, Canada, I think Canada, they'll be good up there. Canada is a green country. Over <laughs> you there. know they are. And they're about to legalize sports gambling over there, too. Hey! So Canada's about to be the place to be, if you like cold weather, that the is. The hat of the United States. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next topic now, and that is, uh, well, Dave Meltzer, he had a quote on a, t- well, this was a few days ago on the Wrestling Observer whatever that he does. Um, <laughs> this is what he said. He said, I have heard a few days ago to expect Tommy End, who is formerly known as Aleister Black, to be in AEW. That's what he was told. And that's all mm-hmm. I got. But Aleister Black slash Tommy End in AEW. What you think? We were talking about this earlier. And when it comes to Dave Meltzer, uh, I don't trust what this dude says as far as I can throw him well, or the 4,000 pieces of papers he has in his room. Like, this guy's been so out of touch for so long, but all these marks over at AEW love this dude, so if he has inside information in any company, it would have to be AEW, right? I mean... Yeah, I would think so. If he's got a connection it, anywhere, it's it's got to be AEW. I mean, the Bucks named a move after him. Yeah, like you said. The, well, and Dave, you know, Dave is obviously biased with AEW and New Japan uh, when he gives out his uh, his star ratings on <laughs> matches. So, um, you know, if, if somebody in AEW obviously knows something. And they're gonna probably call. Let's call. Let's call Dave Meltzer. You know, let's let him know because yeah. You know, but whatever. Uh, uh, I, I would love to see him in AEW. I, I think he's become a huge star. He he was a huge star in NXT. Could have been something in on the main roster, but yet again, just one of the many examples of WWE dropping the ball as of late on a superstar. And then they had something for him, and I mean, like that. Yeah, they were like, feud with Big E. Yeah, they were like, uh, well, yeah, sorry, you're, you're out. Yeah, see you. But we don't like your girlfriend. Yeah. Or is it his wife now? No, they're married. Okay. Yeah, we don't like your wife. Yeah, well. So screw I, you too. I like her. She's she's very nice. Hey, um, PW Insider yeah. was saying that the people who made the decisions to fire Aleister Black never even checked with Triple H and NXT if to see if they wanted him. 
Yeah, and you know, I don't think they did that with Samoa Joe either because I think Triple H was probably went not saying behind, went behind their back, but like after the fact said, no, 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 no. Uh, he's coming back over here. Right, because we got that package from Slammiversary. Remember we were showing that package? Yeah. That showed Samoa Joe coming back to Impact. So maybe he was going to go there. I think so. And then Triple H said, no, no, no. He's he's coming. He's he's come back to NXT. Triple and, H said, let me hit five on the speed dial. And maybe Triple H just, I don't know. But here's the thing about Aleister Black and, and, and Samoa Joe, in my opinion. Samoa Joe has been around for so many years. And Samoa Joe, I think, is he can he can still go, don't get me wrong. But I think Aleister Black is more maybe in the prime of his life. So maybe, I don't know, Triple H had the thought. And then first of all, Samoa Joe still can't wrestle. He's still not cleared to wrestle. So Triple H said, Well, let me bring him back as an authority figure. And maybe he thought and I said I don't know that this thought process crossed his mind, but Alistair is obviously good to go. He's still kind of in the prime of his career. Uh, he probably thought to himself, "I'm just going to let him go do his thing, you know, elsewhere, and let him shine uh, instead of bringing him back here." And then it could be, and it could have been a revolving door, so to speak. He comes back to NXT, he shines. So, well, let's bring him back up to the main roster so we can drop the ball on him again. Maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe that was the the. It could have been the process uh, that Triple H was thinking about and said, "I'm not going. I'm not going to do that to that man." Well, maybe Triple H was thinking, okay. When Vince sells this thing to Disney or whoever he's going to sell it to, or maybe NBC, mm-hmm. uh, and I get the reins, maybe I'll bring this cat back. But it might be too late if he gets an AEW because they're paying people crazy amounts of money. Yeah. Because these cons are rich as hell. Yeah, they got money coming out of their buttholes, but... Uh, <laughs> Do they, they now? They probably do. I mean, they own an <laughs> NFL franchise, for crying out loud, as well as a soccer team, yeah. I think, in, what, Europe or something? Yeah, or yeah, some yeah. shit like that? Over in the UK? Yeah, so they got plenty of money, and it actually came out that Tony Khan, well, Shad Khan, I think, gave Tony, was $10 million, I think? It was 10 or 100 I don't remember. To start AEW with. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. To, to, oh, that was his initial investment. He said, all right, so, you know, I'm going to... And apparently he didn't think it was a good idea at the time to start, but he gave Tony... It was either 10 or $100 million, I don't remember. But obviously, there's a big difference. But And that money's like a drop in the bucket for these cats. Yeah. I mean... It's crazy. He, Shad was probably like, you want to start what? A wrestling company? All right, let me let me see what I got here. Dude puts his hand in his pocket. Let me see. All right, here's ten million. Just, just don't let me down. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. you know, here you go. Just out of his pocket. I mean, it's chump change for, for yes. those guys. And granted, the Jacksonville Jaguars have, have seen better days, but um, maybe they'll get something back going with Urban Meyer. And then, of course, they got their soccer team. I don't even know what soccer team they have, but I bet you Triple H wanted to pedigree Vince's ass. <laughs> when he heard about them firing him. Because can you imagine him going back down to NXT? I mean, he was so hot in NXT, bro. Yeah. Like, that would have been the coming of the savior. It really would have been. But, I don't know. Like I said, there's many, many, many... Because they need some ratings help over in NXT, too. Yeah, they do a little bit. Uh, but, like I said, it's... Uh, it's one of many, many examples of WWE dropping the ball on somebody the last few years. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why the ball is being dropped on so many of these wrestlers that come out of NXT just hot as a firecracker, and yet 
goes nowhere. I, well, I don't could, understand it. Could it be more the fault of creative not using these wrestlers correctly? Because did you see the thing that I posted on our Facebook today? I did. About yes. the lady that got hired on as a WWE creative writer. I sure did. She was a comic. She knows nothing about wrestling. She doesn't even know Bobby Lashley's name. Bobby Ashley. Yeah. She was close. I'll give her that. And it's like, if you keep, like, I get they don't want to hire Marks, but It would probably be better. Yeah, but at least get some people with some working knowledge of the industry. Yes. Otherwise, it's just going to be a big S show. Get somebody with a, a knowing you know, that knows the background of not only the industry, but knows the background of some of these wrestlers, because you, if you know the backgrounds of some of these wrestlers, that is to me, that's some of the best knowledge you can have in terms of developing these wrestlers and writing stories for them. And because if you have their background, you can sort of use that background and to benefit their stories or storylines or whatever the case may be. And, because a lot of times the most interesting storylines in wrestling have involved, you know, wrestlers and what happens, you know, in real. It it, it has that real life feel to it, so to speak. Like I don't know, I'm trying to think of what you know. Like obviously, the first one that comes into mind is when Matt Hardy feuded with Edge, you know, 15 years ago when like Lita cheated on Matt with Edge, and like that kind of spilled into a on-air storyline and that was great and things like that so that's just one example but things like that you got to know the backgrounds of these wrestlers and use that to the benefit of of writing up a storyline for for these guys and you know when, when that woman came in she had no clue who bobby lashley was then you don't know how to utilize him right. in terms of creating, you know, story for him. So I don't know. It's uh, it seems like WWE is just continuously shooting themselves in the foot. And yeah, uh, I don't know. What to, I don't. I don't even know what to make of it anymore. Like I don't know why that room isn't full with retired wrestlers. That would make a whole lot of sense. Well, it in a way it is, but they're not doing the writing. They're just producing ma- the matches and things like that. They're not doing the creative stuff, I don't yeah. think. They're just producing the matches and training and stuff, which is fine, but it's at the end of the day, you know, if you're getting people to create the storylines for you that have no idea who these wrestlers are or who their background or their backgrounds are or just how the industry works as a whole, it's it's just gonna it's gonna flop. It's, yeah. it's, it's gonna, gonna be become raw. It is. Well, it is raw. <laughs> that lady was on raw. Exactly. She's on the raw team. So exactly. there you go. That 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 it, that explains a lot. The proof is in the pudding. That explains a hell of a lot uh, as to how raw has just absolutely just tanked in the last few years. It's and I used to. I mean, even up to a few years ago, I was watching raw religiously because obviously. Raw had built up over the last 20, 25 years, Raw had built up such a phenomenal reputation as being a tremendous wrestling show. And up until, like I said, I think when AEW came around is when I really was like, I, I can't watch Raw no more. Like, I watch Dynamite and I enjoy it. And Monday Night Raw, I'm, I, I have zero interest in watching Monday Night Raw unless, like I said, if, 
Let's see, this night's where Stone Cold comes back, and I might tune in just to see what what happens with him or whatever the case may be. But man, it's uh, I couldn't tell you the last time I sat down and watched a full Monday Night Raw. It's been, eh, I don't know, maybe during the pandemic I did because there was nothing else to do. But well, I don't know because the pandemic shows were pretty hard to watch as well <laughs> with no crowds. But yeah. uh, man, it was maybe the night after the Royal Rumble last year because we did go to the Royal Rumble, so. Um, uh, well, two years ago, in 2020, we went to the Royal Rumble, and maybe that night after, that might be the last time I watched a full Monday Night Raw. But yeah, definitely, uh, what what they're doing with Raw is just terrible. Bet you they regret firing Jimmy Jacobs now. I'm sure they do. <laughs> they regret they'll they will regret firing a lot of folks. I'm yeah. Sure. All right, let's move on now to the next topic, and that is. Well, the downfall of the Hell in a Cell match. Mm. Obviously, this past weekend was Hell in a Cell. And uh, I tell you what, you know, there... So here's here's what happened if you you haven't been paying attention. Obviously, Hell in a Cell was supposed to be on... which It was on Sunday. But the main event was originally going to be Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio inside Hell in a Cell for the Universal Championship match. Well, Roman Reigns had some pre approved time off for Father's Day uh, over the weekend. How do you overlook that? Like oh well, no, w- like Roman, we have a we have a pay-per-view coming up, dude. Well, I don't know, but WWE they they change things up a lot and and whatnot. So, I don't, I don't know how that happened. But that match was moved to Friday Night SmackDown. So, we had a Hell in a Cell match for the first time ever, by the way, on SmackDown on Friday night. And they had that match. Well, apparently USA executives were just fuming, and they had the right to be. Yeah, because well, be pissed off. Well, why too. did yeah? Because why does SmackDown on Fox get the Hell in a Cell match and Raw doesn't? So of course they have Hell in a Cell on Sunday and everything, and then on Monday night because USA said, well, if you're going to have a Hell in a Cell match on Fox, we're going to have one on Monday Night Raw, and it was Bobby Lashley. And Xavier Woods on Monday Night Raw in a Hell in a Cell match that I don't know if that was the first time ever on Raw. They might have had one or two before on Raw, but but still, it's at the point now. I mean, I remember twenty years ago the Hell in a Cell was special. It was like you know, and I, I don't know if I kind of talked about it at the beginning of the show when I did the rundown. But when you when there was a, a a big time feud. You ultimately wanted to just settle it for the final, you know, finally get it settled. You did it in Hell in a Cell, and man, back then, you know, Hell in a Cell was so. I mean, if you go back and watch any Hell in a Cell match, probably prior to, I'd say even 2010. If you, I mean, obviously Taker and Mankind in '98 uh, was crazy triple h and cactus in 2000 and then also again at armageddon in 2000 they had the six six way hell in a cell match those are the three like those are the first three hell in a cell matches i ever got to watch uh, when i became a wrestling fan and uh my goodness i mean you watch those matches and some of the hell in a cell matches well i wouldn't say today are good but i think the usos in the new day a couple of years ago had a hell in a cell match that was really really good and that was probably the last great Hell in a Cell match. And now it's like they're making a they're, they're almost making a mockery of the Hell in a Cell match. And it's it's just not special anymore. And it's it's come so far down as far as how special it feels. It, it just it, it kind of 
it kind of upsets me in a way because it was at one point the most devastating match in not just the WWE, but in all of pro wrestling. Like Hell in a Cell was career change. It was a career changing match for a lot of people who were actually, you know, in Hell in a Cell matches. Yeah. You think back in the Dizzle, I mean, the number one thing that you would think of those matches is brutality. Yeah. You know, blood, people spitting out teeth, you know, stuff like that. And maybe it's because, just like Taker said, these new wrestlers are soft, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, back then, you had a bunch of shoot-tough guys that yeah. were ready to put their, their body and their life on the line. But, I mean, maybe these guys aren't, aren't just made like that. Probably not, but... And uh, and I did mention, you know, any, any Hell in a Cell match before 2010, another one popped in my head, WrestleMania 28, 2012, end of an era match, Taker and... Uh, Triple H with Sean as the special guest referee, that Hell in a Cell match. That might be the last true great Hell in a Cell match. That Usos and New Day one was really, really good, but Taker and and Triple H and Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania 28, arguably the last really great Hell in a Cell match. And Shane and Taker at WrestleMania 32 was pretty good too, but, I mean, it's just not what it was. And, And I feel like they're just, you know... Making a mockery of it at this point now, and then it's red. Like, who the hell decided to make the damn thing red? Like a few yeah. years ago, they turned it red. Like that just to me that looks stupid, especially on SmackDown. Like it's all blue, and then the freaking red cage yeah. comes down. So I'm just, I don't know. It just doesn't doesn't feel special anymore, and it's sad. The only thing that I can explain it to is, you know, uh, I don't know if we can say that. I'm sure we can say whatever we want on this. Oh yeah, video. we're not monetized. No, we're not. Does have a bunch of pussies in the back? Now there you go. I mean, you know, nobody wants to fall off of a cage. Shane McMahon's the only one with the biggest balls. And here's another thing that happened too in the Bobby Lashley Drew McIntyre match. I don't know if you saw this, but Bobby Lashley did a move to McIntyre where he like threw him. I forgot what it was, but threw him. I don't know if he was standing on the apron and like he just kind of threw him to the ground. Like there was supposed to be a table there. Well, apparently there was a like I guess a landing mat of some sort, and well, since you're not in front of a live crowd, WWE can kind of manipulate these kind of things. But the camera doesn't show McIntyre actually going through the cage, and then they switch it over to McIntyre, and there's a freaking hand that came out from under the ring to push a piece of a broken table out. Oh, it was it was. You got to be kidding me! That's when I was like, "What is this? This is not." Oh, Bucky Beaver hit the wrong angle, huh? I don't know what I don't know what happened there, but <laughs> but apparently I don't know that was, that was bad. That that wow. was like I can't believe that. Like, why didn't just why didn't just go through a table? I mean, he's, Drew's probably gone through many tables in his day. Why couldn't he just go through another one? I don't know why. I don't know whose decision it was. A W F T. Well, I'm not gonna sit here and say that that was Drew's idea, but. That's just that. Let's put it this way: when you return in front of live crowds, that shit will not fly. Mm-hmm. That you're gonna have to go through a damn table, whether you like it or not. Yeah, there's gonna be no crash pads. There's gonna be no like things are gonna be a little bit different when you return in front of crowds. You can't do some of the things you did in the, in the Thunderdome, where you have full control over what people see. That's gonna change in, in less than a month from now when you get back, July sixteenth. 
uh, WWE's going back in front of live crowds. So get ready for that. Speaking of live, if you didn't see our live reaction yesterday, go check it out. TLC match from Pro Wrestling 225 in Denver Springs. You're going to have to go through that table like the golden boy Simon Phillips. Yeah. You're going to have to go through that table like the rocket. There you go. Those aren't gimmick tables. No, those were that. That was a crazy match yesterday that we watched. So go check it out. We actually had some of the guys uh, in the match came in the chat, and, yeah. and it, it was really fun. So uh, I'm glad we were able to do that for those guys over at Two Two uh, Pro Wrestling Two Two Five here. As I'm looking for the the article for the uh, the next topic here, but uh, the next topic here is uh, well, Becky Lynch is getting ready to come back. Uh, she has been spotted at the Performance Center, which uh, they say is the beginning process of her coming back to the ring. Hopefully I did not pass up what I was looking for. Boy, if but, I was Seth, I'd impregnate her again. Yeah. Okay, I found it. But <laughs> Seth, uh, don't do that, Seth. Uh, just, <laughs> right now, WWE needs Becky Lynch. Uh, but this is, it was from Fightful Select on Becky Lynch's return. This is what it said. Several women on the main roster have noted to Fightful they hoped Lynch returns as it means the booking will likely improve. Um, Fightful was told by numerous people at the Performance Center that Becky looked jacked and like she never left, but nobody saw her doing anything. Instead, she was said to have taken in some where is it at? Some of the PC Live matches that have been going on this week. WWE have been hopeful at multiple points this year for a return or appearances from Becky Lynch. Several women on the main roster noted to Fightful they hoped Lynch returns as it means the booking will likely improve um let's see uh also it says update pw insider has updated their story and said that becky lynch was spotted training in the ring with nxt women's tag team champion indy hartwell so Mm. um you know becky becky is phenomenal in the ring Mm -hmm. and i've never been pregnant i never will be pregnant (laughs) but I don't know what that does to a woman's body in terms of cuz there there's a lot of women wrestlers out there who you know got pregnant and then never really got back in the ring full time. And Becky obviously got pregnant at the height of her career uh which was probably not not the smartest move, but you know if you wanted to Can be a mom him? Can I you can't blame No, 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 no. I'm not blaming him <laughs> one damn bit, but uh at the same time uh, you know, if if she wanted to be a mother, then you know, hey, good for her. Um, but at the same time, you know, you get the height of your career, and that that it's a bit of a risk, in my opinion, based off of other women getting pregnant and you know trying to go back into wrestling. And you know, I guess it's worked out for some; it hasn't worked out for others. But yeah, but she's in a totally different spot because I'm sure they got tons of money in the bank. Oh yeah, she's already made her ton. Seth is still making his ton. Yeah. I mean, she could quit wrestling. They'd be just fine. But I suspect she'll be back. She might be. She might return when the live crowds come back because then that'll give you about a month to prepare for, um, give her a match at SummerSlam. I suspect she's going to be there because I, I believe SummerSlam is going to be an all-hands-on-deck show. So, uh, but, you know, Becky, like I said, phenomenal in the ring. I feel like it would not take much for her to just step back in that ring and, you know, basically put on a match and make it look like she's never left. Wouldn't it be funny if it didn't help the booking for the females at all? Since she called herself the man, they start booking her in inter- intergender matches. Well, that would be... Uh, I don't think they're going to do that. I think WWE is... 
uh, I don't want to say they're past doing intergender matches, but because obviously Nia a couple of years ago entered the Men's Royal Rumble, and that was that was pretty fun to watch. But they're just, uh, I think they're they're past doing men versus women, especially in a singles match. Like no, no shot, that's not yeah. gonna happen. She might buck up to a, a man and get in his face or something, but yeah. they're definitely not gonna go that route because they're just, yeah, you know, that that just it's. It's not politically correct, I guess. They don't want to do something that could possibly make them look bad as if they don't look bad enough. But could we see having a man beat up a woman would certainly be an even worse look, I think. Could we see a Becky Lynch and Eva Marie match? I think it's possible, certainly. Um hopefully I don't I, I don't Eva Marie hasn't even God bless her. Yeah, she looks great, but at God the same time uh man, fans are not happy that she's back because she just uh I mean, last time she was around, she couldn't really wrestle that well. And then now she's got, you know, the the wrestler formerly known as Piper Niven, uh, now known as a Dewdrop or some bullshit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> boy, that, ugh, another one. Another thing that they're going to drop the ball on is with this Piper Niven character, or like I said, formerly known as Piper Niven, uh, now known as Dewdrop. But I don't know. That, that's another. That's another topic for another day, but I don't know why people are pooing on it. We get to look at her. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with looking at her. It's I think a lot of people are are hating on the fact that they changed Piper Niven's name and then like she came out with Eva Marie and they were like, "Who is this woman?" and she's been in the WWE like system since 2017. Like, how do you not know who she is? Well, when she when the guy asked her what her name was, you know, she's like, "My name is Pipe," and then she stopped she stopped her. Mhm. So it's like she just I think she gave her that nickname to put her in her place to like kind of like like know your role. I don't know. You know I, what I mean? Yeah, I guess, but who knows what what's going like, on. Like I'm going to give you this crazy ass nickname because you're not going to overshadow me. Yeah. But uh but Becky Lynch should be coming back anytime now, I suspect. I I think she'll be back. Like I said, maybe that first raw because um July 16th is the first SmackDown with fans back, and then that Sunday is Money in the Bank. Maybe she comes back at Money in the Bank. Mm. I think Money in the Bank is going to have fans as well. And then that Monday Night Raw after Money in the Bank is going to have fans. I suspect one of those three shows, although she's been a Raw superstar. So either the Money in the Bank pay-per-view or that Monday Night Raw after is when I would guess she'll come back because I think they'll want her to come back get a pop in front of the fans. Oh, yeah, most definitely. All right, well, last Friday night on AEW Dynamite was the debut of the son of Arn Anderson, <laughs> Brock Anderson. And a lot of people have been talking about that. Um, got a lot of views on YouTube, his video. Yeah. And I tell you what, I'll go ahead and start because I know where you're going to go with this. Yeah. But uh, I watched the match, and I, I'm i not going to sit here and say that he blew me away, but he wasn't terrible. I'm not going to sit here and say he was terrible. For his first match on national television with Cody Rhodes, one of the biggest stars in wrestling today, I think I'll start here. First of all, his look. If anybody doubts that he's Arn Anderson's son, you need your eyes checked because he's a spitting image of Arn in the face for sure. Um, His body, I think he needs to hit the gym a little bit more. He just... Physically, he doesn't have that look, but I think he kind of makes up for it in the ring because I think his basic wrestling skills are really above average for a guy 
of his experience. I think he he looked good in the ring. He looked like I, I, I'm gonna, I'll say he looked like he belonged in a wrestling ring just from a perspective of his ability to sell, do some moves, and he kind of, I felt like he had that old-school wrestling skill set. He's not like the high-flying, doing the flips and this and that. He probably learned, obviously, a lot from his dad, Orn, who was an old-school wrestler, famous for the spine buster, things of that nature, but um, I think his debut went okay. Uh, like I said, I wasn't blown away by anything, but at the same time, I wasn't like, oh, he's terrible, but... I, I think with time, and certainly I think he really needs to get a little more of a... Of a I don't want to sit here and say he needs a physique, but he just he just looks... Uh, physically, he just looks very plain to me. That's just my opinion. And Arn, obviously, when he wrestled, was a big guy, but, I mean, he was a big guy. That's the thing. Like, uh, Blake... I mean, not Blake. Brock, Brock. is not... He's not a very big guy. He's like if he was a he's a he's a, he's a lot smaller than his father is, and he just he just looks very plain. You know, he's 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 just I don't know. He doesn't look like a guy who might be a pro wrestler. So physically, so I think if he hits the gym a little bit, gets a little more tone, or whatever, because I'm assuming he's reached his height that he's going to reach. He doesn't seem very tall either. So. um I think just physically he just needs to maybe uh get in a little better shape or at least look like he's in a little better shape. But in the ring, I think he I think he did okay. Well, I think they jumped the gun on this thing. And I think it's many factors. Number one, can you believe this kid's twenty three years old? He looks like he's forty six. <laughs> yeah. He did. He looks like the he's the oldest twenty three year old. He looks like the oldest twenty three year old on the planet. He does yeah. look he does look a lot older than twenty three. I mean he's he's got his daddy's hairline. Uh, so I think they should have shaved his head. Number one, uh, I wouldn't go that far. You're gonna let him come to the ring with that dumbass hair? I, I I didn't think the hair looked bad. Are you serious? I didn't think the hair was a terrible. He's 23 look. years old. And he's already almost bald. They I, got a few strands up there holding I, on. I'm gonna have to. I gotta look up another picture of him. There. Yeah, look up another. Look, watch the video from AEW. Well, uh, one thing that Corny uh, pointed out, Jim Cornette, he's like, even Arn Anderson said. Fat looks better with a tan. <laughs> Why did that? Like tanning has been an industry staple forever. Why didn't they get this dude in a tanning bed with his pasty white ass? I mean, I'm looking at a picture of him right now on my laptop, and I it mean, is light up top. It doesn't look. Uh, I mean, I'm whiter than him, but no, 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 I'm talking about his hair. Oh, his hair. Oh, okay. Well, it's, it's very light up top. Yeah, I mean, it kind of is, but it. It's not terrible. I mean, like I said, maybe I'm just a little more lenient, but uh, I, I think... I mean, you were correct when you said this guy does not look like a pro wrestler. No, he really doesn't. Like I said, he's just got a plain old body. I mean, he, you could tell he kind of maybe works out. He's got a dad body. He's only 23. Yeah, yeah you're right. He does have a dad bod. I will give you that. But, um, but like I said, I think he makes up for it a little bit with his in-ring work. I think he's pretty good with the basics. I think he's gonna his skill set is going to improve with time. He'll add more to his repertoire, and I think he's gonna be okay. This debut should have been two or three years down the line. Maybe so. That that is that is debatable. Or it could have maybe they could have done it on AEW Dark or AEW Dark Elevation. I think 
they are trying. I think they're trying a little too hard to to push this kid, maybe a little too quickly. That I will give you that. But at the same time, based on the situation that they put him in with his experience level, I I gotta say he did it. He did an okay job. Well, that's because everybody else was carrying him and making him look good. That could he be was true slow. Too. Well, I mean, like I said, he's he's got a very basic uh, skill set. Everything was slow, like a sloth. Well, I mean. Eh. And here's another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I can, you know, I've seen plenty of wrestlers that have dad bods that are excellent wrestlers. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. This cat right here, like I said, was not ready. He was slow in the ring. Um, he, and it's like, who picked this like light neon blue color? <laughs> that looks so terrible on him. That was the first thing I noticed. I was like, oh my God, why did Arn let him come out with this dumb ass color on? Why didn't he come out wearing red like his dad always would? Yeah, I don't know. What, are you trying to forge your own path? Look, nobody cares about you, Brock. <laughs> nobody gives a damn about you because you will always be overshadowed by your dad and your uncle. Yep. Because you, my friend, will never be a superstar in wrestling. I can tell it right now. Well, I wouldn't go that far. But he, I'm going that far. Well, he has. he's only 23. He's got a lot. And I feel like the only thing this kid knows is pro wrestling. I mean, obviously, he, he's the son of Orrin Anderson. Right. So all he knows is pro wrestling. So it's one of those things I think he's going to have to make it work one way or another. He may not be a 10-time world champion, but I think he can certainly, at the very least, be a really good mid-card guy. He may never be part of the greatest stable on God's green earth. No, that was may. my that was my terrible flair, by the way. <laughs> no, I don't think they'll, they will ne- there will never be another four horsemen. But uh, certainly, I think I think Brock Anderson, my opinion, I think he's going to have a good career. He in. Whether or not, and obviously, like I said, he's he's very young. He's got plenty of time to change his look and really uh, improve on the aspects that he needs to improve on. So I'm not. I, I think the jury's still out on what kind of career he's going to have. I think he's just very young, uh, very early to tell. His dad was a great promo too. I wonder mm-hmm. how good he is on the mic. Yeah, that might that might need a little bit of work, but it'd be interesting to see that now. You know, I think the the reason why they blew their wad and debuted him on Dynamite and not Darker Elevation is because he's Arn Anderson's son, mm-hmm. and they couldn't show disrespect like that. Yeah. However, hopefully now he gets a whole bunch of work on Elevation and Dark before they ever bring him back. Yeah. To Dynamite or Rampage, maybe so. And uh, I think that's that that should be that that's the way to go now. I think you got his name out there on national television. And now put him on dark. Might get a few more people watching dark or dark elevation. Shave his head and start, <laughs> and start having him wear dark red and uh, get him a tan. I just have a feeling he's going to be butt ugly if you, you shave his head. <laughs> but hey, well, I guess we'll find out. All right, time for rumor mill. You yeah, got some rumor buddy. mill stuff there. Yeah, man. Wrestle vert verts. <laughs> Wrestle votes. Heard one idea for the upcoming WWE draft is to move Big E to Raw. In this scenario, he would uh, still get to push as a singles wrestler despite being on the same show as Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. Well, I think that's a win-win for everybody. You get to get back with the New Day. You can do segments with the New Day, and then you can also have that singles run where, obviously, it's 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 about that time Big E gets a world title run. I think he, he would be a fresh face for Raw. Raw needs all the fresh faces they can get right now. 
I think that would be really good for Raw. I think it's a win-win. The only thing is, is uh, you better get a lot more people on SmackDown because you're running thin on bodies on SmackDown. So if you move a big name like Big E to Raw, you better make sure you got some people to to fill his spot on SmackDown. We've been doing this podcast since 2017, and I'm Mm -hmm. sure on one of our first episodes, we were talking about rumors about how WWE was finally going to get Big E a singles push. Oh, I know we When are they going to put the strap on this guy? Uh, That's a good question. Apparently, Vince loves him. Why hasn't he got the strap yet? Maybe he'll win in Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank is coming up next month. Maybe he'll, he'll, I don't know if, let me see if, uh, I know they've had some qualifying matches. I don't think they had a qualifying match for Big E yet, but let me look real quick here and see what they got so far with Money in the Bank this year. It's in Fort Worth, by the way. Might have to, kind of want to make that drive up there to Fort Worth. Yeah, the time is right. I mean, obviously the clock is ticking. This dude's probably got to be in his upper 30s by now. He's hilarious. He's jacked. Yeah. He's extremely athletic for a big dude. Yeah. Put the strap on Big E. Well, so far you got Ricochet, John Morrison, Riddle, and either AJ, Randy, or Drew. And then you still got, I think, four more people that you're going to put in there. So I think there's going to be eight total people in there. One of those could be Big E. So we'll see if maybe he will be one of the guys. And he could walk out and Mr. Money in the Bank. And yeah. then now you got your free title shot for the next year. Right. All right. Next rumor in preparation for the WWE draft. Ringside News was told that a preliminary internal list of wrestlers was given out that includes the names Goldberg and Undertaker. I don't believe that. I don't believe Undertaker. Maybe Goldberg, but I mean, I think Taker's done. You just unless I, I don't know why they would include the Undertaker for whatever reason. But he, he's. I just do not see him wrestling anymore. I think he's at the point now where he is. And of course, Goldberg is too stubborn to realize when <laughs> his time is up. But uh, and Taker was kind of probably for a while too. But I think Taker realized now. Hey, I'm I'm done. Uh, you know, uh, it's. I think he's been away long enough now to where I think, and he may still be longing for it, but at the same time, I think he realizes, and I don't know, maybe he'll get that itch again when they see live crowds again, maybe. I don't know, but I just don't see it. I'd put money on it that we're never going to see The Undertaker wrestle in a WWE ring again. That's just my Well, opinion. maybe he's been taking some HGH, and after that soft comment, he was like, let me go show these youngins how to do it. Uh, that is possible, I suppose, but at the same time, I just, you know, I've seen some interviews with The the Undertaker ever since his retirement. I think he's just enjoying life right now. I think he's enjoying not, the, you know, not taking those bumps anymore. I think his body is probably thanking him for not taking those bumps uh, anymore. So. The only bumps he's getting is from Michelle McCool. Yeah, that's the good bumps right there, brother. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and Goldberg, I wouldn't be surprised, but would rather not. Yeah, and both of them don't need the money. No. Well, go. I don't know. I mean, I know Taker don't, but... Goldberg's made so much money in his life. Yeah, and I think Taker's doing, like, cameo now or something, or he was, so mm. he may be... And he can... Taker can find other ways to make money than going back into the ring. Bruh, if he started, like, a YouTube channel and just told old war stories... Who, Taker? Yeah. He oh, would yeah. get millions of views per video. Oh, absolutely. God. Why don't these dudes do this? We need to get in touch with Taker and start his own podcast. We'll kind of be like the Brian Last for Taker. Yeah. (laughs) Or the Conrad for Taker. 
Yeah, we can. Uh, except, well, I like Brian Last Conrad. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how he. We're uh, not going to be doing it sounding like this. Yeah, you should. I mean, Jim Ray Jr. Yeah. Now, Arn, tell us about another boring ass story. <laughs> the Arn Anderson podcast is so bad. I remember you telling me that a while back. You're like, you ever listen <laughs> to the Arn Anderson podcast? I said no. You're like, dude, it's so boring. And you would think like the guy was a great promo. He was so intense, but like. On his podcast, he's like, "Yeah, and then uh, me and the boys went down, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's just so bad." All right, next rumor: Heel by Nature um, explains that there is a trademark conflict brewing up right between WWE and Keith Lee over his ring name. Really? Like, does? So, like, Keith Lee obviously wants to trademark his name, but WWE wants to trademark it, I'm guessing. Well, he was Keith Lee on the indies, too. Yeah. But I guess they're like, no, that's ours. It's like John Cena. Like, Vince, like, WWE owns the name John Cena. Mm-hmm. So, uh... That's his real name, isn't it? Keith Lee? No, John Cena. I think so, yeah. That's his, <laughs> I think that's his government. Let me see. I think I'm pretty, it's his government name. That's his government name. I want to... Oh, John Felix Anthony Cena. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. That is that is his government name. So uh, let me look up Keith Lee and see if that's his real name or not. Real quick. Yeah, apparently Keith Lee is, is, is real, his real name. Oh, Lord. How can WWE do this? I guess it's all in that fine print when you sign that contract. Maybe so, or the, either that. If they're trying to get the trademark for Keith Lee, they they see they. I think they they are seeing something in him uh, that they can make money off of. So that's that's my guess. Or maybe they're about to release him, and he knows it, and he is like, "I want to keep using my name." Maybe so. Like I can't be going to wrestling events just called Keith, <laughs> like Cody did. Yeah, just Keith. You know what I mean? Keith. Welcome to the ring, Keith. Uh, Who? (laughs) All right. uh, The last rumor mill I put in here last minute, because I think the reports came out this afternoon after we did the rundown. But, of course, AEW is going to go run Arthur Ashe Stadium on September 22nd in New York City, which is a city known to be run by WWE. And, of course, uh, as you would have it, WWE said, oh, you're going to go to Arthur Ashe Stadium? Well, uh... We're going to go on back. Well, it's, just, it's a report right now, but September 10th, the SmackDown, um, that's the Friday after Labor Day. Apparently, WWE is going back to Madison Square Garden. Nice. They're going to go run the garden, of course. Hey, WWE and Madison Square Garden, always a good time. I expect that to be a good show, especially since there will be fans back. God, I can't wait for fans yes. to come back. I will probably actually start watching WWE a little bit more uh, when the fans are coming back because I'm looking forward to seeing uh, who the fans are reacting to nowadays because, man, um, a whole year and change uh, without fans and a lot have obviously has happened in WWE. I'm curious to see who the fans are going to be booing and cheering for and whatever the case may be once they come back. So I'll definitely be tuned into a little more WWE when the, when the fans come back. Well, the last time a big wrestling event was at MSG, we had a... Uh an Enzo sighting. You think he uh, shows up for SmackDown and tries to hijack what, that, the show? That was for a Ring of Honor Ring, Supercar. Yeah. Well, I think they've had. I think WWE's been back since then. They might have did oh, like okay. a house show or like because that was back. Well, no, that was in 2019. 
So that was over two years ago. I think WWE might have gone back yeah. between then and when the pandemic started. I'm not sure, though. But yeah, I do remember that. But no, I, I think Enzo is probably banned from WWE events because he got kicked out at Survivor Series that one time yeah. for trying to start the... the U- soft. Yeah, yeah, he started to start that in the middle of a tag team match. Yeah. So I think he's... I'm pretty sure he's banned. Well, it, it, look, take a page out of Dave Portnoy, put on the mustache, they <laughs> won't know it's you. I'm pretty sure he's banned from NFL games. I don't think he can go to NFL games anymore. No. Well, I think that's it, man. That's it, brother. Be sure to like us on your favorite social media platform, whether that's Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Just search Amp Wrestling Podcast. You'll find us. Also, if you like our content and you want to help us out monthly, you can also check us out on Patreon, Amp Wrestling Podcast on Patreon as well. It starts out at a dollar a month, goes up to the great Muda status at 50. You know, if you want to help your boys out, that's an easy way to do it. Um, Other than that, Patrick, get us out of here, son. Outro. You've been listening to the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast with David Boston and Patrick Fry. All opinions discussed in the show are those of Average Marks and do not represent any wrestling company, organization, or individual. This has been a Lake Area Media LLC production.